Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, September 16th. And I went to bed last night. No, not totally dejected because the Chargers lost. They did cover. First half under hit. Booyah! Nice little gambling night for your boy. Hope everybody was in on yesterday's podcast picks. I did announce them on Cowherd Show as well. But I went to bed nervous about Justin Herbert, and I woke up (sighs) breathing a sigh of relief. According to Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert, who was definitely dinged up, no doubt in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs, 
He doesn't appear to have a serious injury. He's dealing with something in his abdomen or ribs. I thought initially broken ribs. I thought maybe it was a spleen. We'll talk all about what happened to Herbert and the Chargers. Another great thriller between Chargers and the Chiefs. I don't know about you. I came away thinking the Chargers are the better side. I'll explain why shortly. We have a phenomenal guest today. You remember him, Adam Chernoff, gambling machine. He works at Covers.com. He has his own little podcast. he It's not little. It's kind of big. He has his uh, gambling thing. you you got to listen to this guy. He breaks down the games as well as anyone. We've had him on the last two seasons. He almost cashed in the Circa Millions last year. Remember, we have, we have only winners on here. Remember, David Baker obviously won it a couple years ago. We had him in the past. Uh, Turnoff is outstanding. And we also talk a little bit about the am- gambling industry, which can be sorted um, I don't know if you'll like that. You may not like it. We call out a couple people, whatever. And then at the end of the podcast, games that we don't go over with Chernoff, I'll give you for my best bets. And obviously, listen, you guys follow me on social media because that's where I add picks as the weekend goes on. Like, for instance, Mac Jones, is he going to practice today? Like, I think I'm going to be on the Patriots this weekend, but he did not practice Thursday. He had the back injury. The x-rays said negative. Like, maybe it's an illness. Is he healthy? I ain't taking the Patriots if Brian Hoyer's under center. That's faux show. At any rate, let's quickly go back to Chargers 24, Chiefs 27. Just an outstanding game all around. I I don't mind admitting I was openly rooting Chargers. Went to the kids' back-to-school night, and I'm watching the game on Amazon. I, I saw some people had issues streaming the game. I had none. I was watching on my phone, totally clear, and we had it on the television as well when I was at home. But it, it, outstanding game. Uh, Chiefs were in control throughout. I, I'll start... I'm sorry, Chargers were in control throughout until the fourth quarter when they were outscored 13-0. The pick six we'll get to. My takeaway from the Chiefs, I know Mahomes looked incredible last week against a beat-up Arizona secondary. He had five touchdowns. My son started him in fantasy. Who who cares about Tyreek Hill? This was a game for the Chiefs where they missed Tyreek Hill. There's no way around that. Patrick Mahomes, he I know the stat line says 235, two touchdowns. He did not have a great game. Patrick Mahomes was not extraordinary, was not best quarterback in the league. He, I still say it's between Mahomes, Herbert, and then Allen for the three best quarterbacks in the league. But Mahomes did not overwhelm you on Thursday Night Football. He was good. But I also saw the stat where they had four three and outs in the first half, and that's never happened at Mahomes at a home game in KC since he's been the starter there. Like, he was not great. They missed Tyreek Hill, folks. And Travis Kelsey was kind of bottled up by Derwin James. Derwin James did pile driver him inside the five. That was crazy play. And, you know, Mahomes is out here. MVS gets seven targets, catches two of them. Miko Hardman had three catches. Justin Watson, someone who I got to admit I was not familiar with. He had basically the play of the night offensively for KC. Well, outside of the early Mahomes touchdown pass, which was great. But Justin Watson out of Penn, a fifth-round pick from 2018. He's kind of bounced around the league. He, uh, Tampa, and now into KC, and he played sparingly in Tampa. Um, Caught, uh, actually did not, I'm sorry, he played in Tampa 2018, 19, and 20. Did not play in 21. 2022, he's back with the Chiefs. So, after being out of football for a year, Justin Watson comes in. All he did, because Hardman left briefly with an injury, all what Justin Watson did, 6'2", 215, white guy. And I say that because after the game, Patrick Mahomes joked. I asked Coach how fast he was, alluding to because he's a white guy. I mean, Justin Watson torched 
J.C. Jackson. Spun him around. Now, Jackson's coming off the injury, not 100%. Got spun around, and you could tell Jackson has that closing speed of like a shark. You could just see him closing like he was going to get the pick, and Mahomes put it in a perfect spot. Watson catches the touchdown. But to, to the point about Mahomes, like the Kansas City Chiefs offense was utterly dominant against a bad Arizona team that had a bad game plan. They blitzed the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. And you could do that if you've got good cornerbacks. But the move on Mahomes, keep the safeties deep, get home with four, and lock up everybody else. Now, with Tyreek Hill, that's tough because Tyreek Hill is the cheat code. They don't have a cheat code. And Mack was getting home. Bosa was getting home. It looks like, uh, according to one box score, they only hit him five times. But it appeared to be more. They were moving him off his spot, and Mahomes was rattled, and he was settling for a lot of checkdown stuff. The TD to Watson was a bomb. Other than that, 130-yarder to Miko Hardman, and a 21-yard, that was more of a catch-and-run to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Again, like they were not, that offense was not incredible. This is probably not an offense that wins the game if not for A, Justin Herbert's 99-yard pick six, and B, Justin Herbert getting injured late in the game. I know everybody wants to blame Herbert. That's fine. Uh, yes, I've watched the video. Gerald Everett, who Herbert was throwing to on the goal line, if you've seen it, Everett caught two passes in a row. He was gassed. After the second catch, he goes down like inside the, I don't know, six-yard line or whatever. And he signals to the sideline, come get me, come get me. But they were going tempo. And they just basically said, stay in the game. Herbert, under pressure, kind of does a sidearm throw. Everett was a little slow finding where the ball was. Again, I, I put more on the pressure than her, uh, than Everett but because 50 came almost unmolested up the middle. And Herbert kind of slung it, picked off, goes the other way for a touchdown. Here's the interesting thing. The pressure came up the middle. And this is why my big takeaway is the Chargers were the better team Thursday night. And I actually think they could compete with the Chiefs in a playoff game. I think they could certainly win. They've proven that. In their five meetings, they've played Kansas City as well as anybody. They have the pass rush to get home. Samuel and Jackson are the corners you need. This has gone basically unnoticed overnight. Kansas City should have lost to the Chargers, and the Chargers were down their number one receiver, Keenan Allen. And during the game, two offensive linemen went down. Their center, the all-pro Lindsley, knee injury, and the right tackle, Pipkins. What happened more in the second half that caused the Chargers to not get any points in the fourth quarter? Well, the pressure up the middle specifically... Herbert gets drilled. Who knows what the injury is? Hopefully it's not massively significant. He's going to be out a couple weeks. It was very clear to me that he was more than winded. The guy essentially could not run on like a third and four. He could have easily run for it. He takes two steps and just like chucks it into the ground because he didn't have the arm strength. Something was wrong. And, and, and when you see that, uh, I know a lot of people on social media were like, get him out of the game. Get him out. No. Justin Herbert's a warrior. The guy's a freaking uh, 6'5", 230-pound robot. You cannot take him down. He's like the Terminator. He is a machine. And what does he do? Stays in the game, converts a fourth down, converts in a money play over the middle on fourth down, and then throws a fourth down touchdown pass to get us the cover. Herbert is money, folks. This guy's so freaking good. And you give me Keenan Allen, you give me those two offensive linemen, Chargers win that game. That Chargers defense, again, J.C. Jackson's first game back with the team. I thought Asante Samuel was, was good. And I know some people are going to get upset that I'm not talking about all the bad whistles and apparently two interceptions by the Chargers should have stood 
One, there were offsetting flags. Another was a pretty blatant missed offensive pass interference on the Chiefs wide receiver. It pass was intercepted. And, you know, you're going to get some unlucky calls. It happens. I'm not blaming that. This is just an unlucky ending to the Chargers. Now, am I a little happier because they covered? Yeah. You're, you're damn right I am. And I will wrap up before we get to Adam Chernoff with this. Primetime unders, 4-0. Bills-Rams to open the season. Sunday Night Football, Bucks-Cowboys. I think that was 19-3. Monday Night Football, Seattle-Denver. Got a little lucky there. Denver getting stuck on the one-yard line. And now Chargers-Chiefs. Um, I think we're going to get there Sunday with Bears struggling against the Packers. Now, yes, I know there was like a 45-30 freakish game last year. That ain't happening. I don't think so, at least. It, this feels like a 30-10 to 10 beatdown for the Bears. Uh, I think they're in big-time trouble against the Packers. And then the question is, what about Monday? Bills-Titans, you going to get in front of that Bills train? And then Vikings-Eagles, one of the highest totals of the week. Um, we'll get to that, obviously, Monday, those two games Monday night. But for now, let's get to our guest, Adam Chernoff of Covers.com. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a popular guest in these waters. He is just a gambling savant. You guys loved his story two years ago. The Canadian who went to, I don't I want to say Guatemala, but that's not it. It's like Costa Rica, some parts unknown. And he, you know, um, was, was in the salt mines there doing gambling. And now he's a big dog. He's signed with covers. Uh, Adam Chernoff. Adam, how you doing, man? Two, you had to reference two years ago. What happened to an invite back last year? Didn't no, have- you were on last year too, right? No, you were I, on, I think. No, I got, I didn't get the invitation. It, oh, no. Not high class enough. No, 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 no. I think you were on last year. Um, but what, what, what country was it in Central America where you were, or was it South America? Dominican Republic first. Dominican Republic. Bahamas second, Colombia third. Mm, oh, man, Colombia. Wow. That's a place I don't want to go. Although I've had a bunch of friends on Instagram, post stuff from Medellin. I guess that's a cool place to go because of Narcos, huh? Lived there for four years, and it's still my favorite place that I've been on Earth. I love the city to death. What, sketchy at all or no? No. Oh. I mean, you can find whatever you want in the same yes. way you can find whatever you want in New York and L.A. and Miami. Yeah. But um, in in general, for knowing where to go, no, not at all. All right. So let's start with this. Uh, Adam obviously has been on both sides of the counter. He's a big gambler. He has this telegram thing that I joined uh, where he posts picks. So, Adam, one of the uh, listen, some people really want me to go in on the gambling community because they it kind of sucks. Let's do Um, it. People just kind of floating numbers like on a Tuesday uh, or on a Saturday saying, yeah, I bet this number, but it's been gone for five days. Like what value is that? Um, You had a good strategy. You started this telegram thing where you download the app. And as soon as your play, as soon as you make the bet, it goes into the app, right? That's the idea. Yeah, it was a case where I tried text. I tried Twitter last year, which was a massive failure. A lot of different avenues. This works best because if I'm betting something the last couple of seasons, there's been varying levels of movement immediately after it gets bet. This year, it's kind of to the extreme after the success that happened last year it's probably going to settle down, but we needed something to deliver 
the bets and the write-ups immediately to everybody. That's what Telegram does. And it's so far been quite successful in delivering things on time at a fair price for everybody reading it. Okay, so now is that a humble brag that when you make a bet, the lines tend to move? Or are you with like a syndicate that is dropping, you know, $50,000 on a Tuesday and moving the line? No, in an ideal world, nothing would move when I bet it. Uh, nothing would move when I send it out. That would be the ideal world. People tend to look at it and say, wow, that's incredible. The line is moving. The odds are changing from no matter what perspective you look at it as a better or somebody who's creating content and giving out bets and picks. You don't want it to move because if you're a better, then you could bet more mm -hmm. at the same odds that you liked. And if you're somebody who does content, you can send it out to everybody. They can bet the same price and everything is fair for the people getting it. Fortunately, that's not how betting works. Yeah. So while it kind of is somewhat of a validation to what I'm doing, having an impact, it kind of creates some problems too. Right. So we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. And obviously, you know, we're both in these contests and you're betting during the week and parlays and teasers and totals. Well, maybe you don't do teasers. I don't know. But it's one of those weird things where the people who want the picks and are kind of smart know how to seek them out from guys like Adam. I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I've been doing this long enough. People know how to find them. But there's also a lot of these hucksters out there who are doing, hey, I'm a random dude who bets a lot and I've somehow figured out the TikTok algorithm. Follow me. And you're seeing these bets. Somebody, One of my buddies sent it to me, Adam, and it's I probably shouldn't call this guy out. All I know is his name is Trent. I've never seen him or heard about him. And and they're like, look at this guy. He's got all these dumb, young 21 year olds following his bets and they're he's just losing every single bet. And it's really dumb, like 17 parlays. And now, Adam, how do we as a community help everybody else get smarter and avoid the idiots who have kind of mastered the algorithm? Because, you know, if you solve the Google al algorithm or TikTok or whatever, you're going to get high up and people who are just Googling stuff are going to find you. Yeah, I mean, this is a big question, but it starts with what your expectation should be as somebody looking for picks or looking to consume betting content. If that is what you're looking for, which unfortunately a lot of people are because they want to have a sense of community. They want to be betting with someone. They want to have some sort of like shared involvement or blame or success together. That's why all of that is still so popular and continuing mm. to grow because that, that's what people tend to want. But the fact is, if somebody is giving out parlays with several legs and they're affiliated with a sports book, in which case they're making revenue off the back end of people betting at that sports books on their parlays, it's a massive conflict of interest. Um, so as somebody who wants to consume it, you have to understand what you're getting into. But a good common example you drive around, I'm Canadian, I go to the States a lot. And the one thing that stands out to me is the lawyer billboards in like a place like Las <laughs> Vegas, what have you. You see all the commercials and you're like, this is ridiculous. How can anyone fall into this? But the fact is that people don't know any better and they, you see all the same things. So it happens in every industry. It's not just betting, but you really have to know what is good and bad content and have expectations around it. And quite frankly, if you if that's all you want, you just want that entertainment, you don't care and you want to be a part of it, you probably enjoy it quite a bit, which is why numbers for those things are so big. But I certainly don't agree with a lot of it. You know, it's weird. You you just mentioned like a sense of community and people are like, oh, Joe Bob over here has 5000 people riding this parlay. Let's all get in it together for the sweat. Like 
I got to be honest, I, that's never appealed to me. I just want to win. <laughs> and well, I just sure. my own homework. I, I don't understand that. What, what do you think that stems from? That's just a state of things in the world right now and what people want. There was a very popular radio show host affiliated with the sports book for the Super Bowl. He had a four game or four leg parlay oh, for the McAfee. Super Bowl. McAfee. McAfee. Right? Yeah, yeah. We talked about it, I think, on the 260,000 people bet with him. So there you go. So there's $2.6 million in turnover. By the way, how did it do? It didn't win. Oh, but that's. Shocker. Well, I'm stunned. <laughs> but no, I'm but not bashing the, McAfee. I'm sure he, you know, he knows a lot about football. He played the damn sport. But of course, does he know anything about gambling and numbers and lines in the market? I, I don't know. But, but the fact is that sports books don't necessarily want people that have that because it doesn't appeal to the masses. People don't want to be price sensitive. They want to win a lot of money right now, tonight. And you mentioned trends, for example, he has thousands of people that view his streams and it's, it's entertaining for these people that, are now getting into betting and they're younger. They put together the big parlay. They try have this big payout. They get the instant satisfaction within two or three hours. That's a lot more appealing to the average better who's maybe just starting or just getting into it than saying, look, you're going to win 55% of the time. If you're really, really good, you're going to bet a couple, whatever, 100,000, however much you want to stake per game. And you're going to lose almost as much as you win. But at the end of the year, you'll be had a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's not nearly as appealing to a lot of people that just want the fun right now. And that's what people are selling and they're doing well with it. Uh, um, again, I don't agree with it, but yeah. Is it like, is it like rounders where the one guy's just grinding out a profit and um, what's his name? Edward Norton just kind of making sure. fun of him. Yeah. That's kind well, of it's the best betters in the world will hit over the course of an NFL season, somewhere between 55 and 58% of their bets at minus 110 on sides and totals. And that's, that's what you strive for. But when you're someone who's making content and giving out picks and you're saying, we're going to win 55 bets and lose 45 in the next hundred to the person who's trying to get away and watch a game for three hours as their enjoyment of the week, that's not very appealing. And so the reality of what it takes to be a great better and successful and a professional is incredibly hard to sell when it's coupled with this sort of juxtaposition of let's make a whole bunch of money today. And if we don't, you're not going to lose that much either, but it'll be fun while you watch it. That's, <laughs> that's where people are going. That's unfortunate, uh, but true. All right. Let's try to educate a little bit. Um, Adam, let's look at week two. Uh, obviously it, once people follow your telegram, they'll see some picks you already have, but, if you're looking at the lines now, again, we're recording this Thursday. Lines have moved. Um, I, I'll just point out one that I see is very curious. So the Niners lose in the slop to Chicago. They go home. Everybody expects them to roll. And now Kittle looks like he's going to be out again. And they're calling for more rain. San Francisco's second straight week. I don't know if you've seen this weather report that's coming out. Yep. And the line is now, I think it was 10 on Tuesday. I see eight and a half. What are you to make of this game in the line? Okay, well, let's start with Kittle. So something everyone listening should think about if they're betting on NFL or paying attention to line movement, or maybe you progress to that stage in the future. Um, there's things that are priced in and things that are not priced in. And what that means is when the line opens early in the week, it's assuming all of the available information at the time, as well as potentially what is to come. I was under the impression from everything that happened last week, that Kittle was very unlikely to play oh. in this game. Um, there was never an indication that he would necessarily be ready until he was 100%. So when I looked at that number early in the week, I was 
quite surprised to see it adjusted down as I was very surprised when the news came out that he didn't practice for a second day in a row, Seattle money continued to come in because I assumed, and maybe it's right or wrong, but this is why I'm making my bet that that news was priced into the first line, not expecting him to play. So I like San Francisco and I would even lay it at minus 10. I think that Chicago really benefited from the weather on defense against, um, against the Niners last week. And it really made, this Niners offense look a lot worse than it could have been. The fact is the Niners outgained the Bears by 130 yards. They outgained them by a yard and a half per play. The Niners were moving the football. It was a couple bad turnovers that were caused by weather that led to the Niners offense only putting up 10 points. So now it's at home against the Seattle team. We all watch Monday night. Where were the Seahawks benefiting? It was the Broncos turning the ball over inside the one. Denver moved the football up and down the field on this Seattle team. They only punted once. They averaged more than 40 yards per drive. And so you get this kind of like situation where you have the Seahawks who got really lucky and benefited from a lot of things in week one that made them look better. Then you have the Niners who got really unlucky with a lot of things, made them look a lot worse. And it it really between Seattle and Chicago preseason two weeks ago, these were two of the lowest rated teams in the league. So not a huge difference I, I think this number is awfully short, and that's a crazy thing to say with the big number here at 10, but I'm really happy to lay the 49ers here. Are you, do you think this is public money driving the number down? Uh, it's probably a little early for that to be the case um, mm-hmm. on Thursday, but I think it's a combination of books just moving in reaction to the Kittle news, which has been kind of common. We've seen throughout the preseason and last week as well, there's like this known news once it's sort of made official by a reporter, we see the market react. Mm. Um, so I think I think it's moving a lot on air in response to the injury. But I do think there were likely people out there that were intrigued with Seattle at 10 once it got that high. Um, so I think it's a combo of both. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Forgetting the number for a second and just taking into account, Seattle just won the Super Bowl. You saw the way they celebrated on Monday. Yep. The players are all taking jabs at Russell Wilson. Um, Pete Carroll has has kind of dominated Kyle Shanahan in the last four meetings. So 4-0 and against him. I think he's won 5-0-6. I know that some of that was Russell Wilson, but... Uh, you know, are we supposed to divisional matchup? Is there is there a case for Seattle? What, by the way, no Jamal Adams. I know you're a Jets fan. Um, he, he's been pretty terrible in Seattle, but he's out. The, the secondary already stinks. Like this should be a blowout, right? But is there a case for Seattle? You, I think you touched on something important. That was as big of a game as Seattle will play all season. They had weeks going into that one, knowing that it was going to be that impactful. And what stood out to me was post game and then Monday morning. Every single guy that was interviewed had a comment about how crazy the atmosphere was, how it kept them going, how they haven't seen that stadium that loud in years. That was everything to that team. And we used the, the sort of moniker like, oh, the team won their Super Bowl. That, yeah. was, that was it for Seattle in week one. 
So, I mean, short week to get up and prepare going on the road for San Francisco. Um, it's tough. The, the defense for Seattle, I just think, looked so much better than they were based on the scoreboard. It, the only case that you can really make is saying, look, it's Trey Lance in his fourth start in a game that might include weather, dome QB in his college career. Why should he be laying 10 points in the NFL against yeah. a professional team? That's the case. Um, I think the Niners play around that, but that's the case you can make for Seattle. So there are some other double-digit games. Uh, Adam, I, everybody who's gambles knows you can't win long-term betting on double-digit favorites, but there's a couple tasty ones. I mean, Denver should throttle Seattle. Uh, Buffalo, I think, kind of murders Tennessee. Um, well, what was the uh, – and the Rams-Falcons is kind of interesting because the Rams – injury in there. Uh, the, the way they got destroyed at the line of scrimmage, uh, Buffalo, I think I saw blitzed once the entire game, yet all they did was murder Stafford in the pocket and in comes Atlanta, which blitzed, I think, second most of any team last week or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yep. Is Atlanta going to be a little frisky here or do you buy into, hey, McVay off of a loss, ATS, you know, one of those trends or whatever. So let's put some context to the numbers. So since 1989, double-digit favorites in the NFL have covered the spread at a 50.1% rate. And so if you just blindly bet every single double-digit favorite for the last, what is that, 40 years almost, <laughs> um, you would be, you'd be about a percent below break-even. So that's how fine the margins are within the NFL. Uh, the Rams game, I think, is really interesting. You nailed that perfectly. Uh, the Rams against the Bills, the Bills didn't blitz once. Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the NFL over the last two seasons when facing the blitz. He tears it apart. The Bills just, they noticed that. They said, we're not going to blitz you. But they still got a ton of pressure on him with that defensive front. The Falcons' defensive front is one of the worst in the NFL, and they had to blitz 40% of snaps to generate a modest amount of pressure on Jameis Winston. So now you have the Rams offense with extra time off of that home loss to prepare for the Falcons defense that cannot do what the Bills did to make the Rams look as bad as they did on offense in the season opener. So it is a drastically different matchup that I think bodes really well for the Rams offense this week. Interesting. So uh, double-digit favorites, you, you kind of lean toward the Rams. What about that Denver-Houston game? I know Denver's on a short week. Houston, if you look at that uh, box score, and you do a good box score breakdown on Sundays on, on social media, Houston gave up like 500 yards of offense. They, I, I think they kind of tried to park the bus in the third quarter. They just stopped running plays. I, I don't know what happened to Davis Mills. And now you face a better Denver defense, I think, than the Colts. And you face a better offense, I think, than the Colts. Russell Wilson, quote unquote, motivated all that nonsense. Denver at the altitude, that should be a bloodbath, right? The Broncos have been very good at home first two weeks of the season. That's a really tough environment to go into, but also there's a conditioning element that's really real. You're right. The Texans, north of 500 yards conceded to the Colts, only gave up 20 points. If there's anything that someone can take away from this episode that they can find value in is looking the rest of the season, find spots where the scoreboard and the box score do not align because that's where you're going to find value in the betting market. And so this to me, the only thing that's holding me off of Denver, first time head coach made his debut. Same with the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and quarterback. The only team in 2022 that has a new person in each of those roles is the Denver Broncos. 
and they looked, they moved the football very well, but it was sloppy on Monday night football. And so are they able to correct that on a short week? How does this look the second time around? To me, I actually think the total is a better way to look hmm. at um, specifically the over, because here's a interesting thing to keep an eye on. The Houston Texans last year were on a snap to snap basis, the 21st quickest team in the league. Pace is very important when it comes to totals. In week one, despite leading the Colts for more than 40 minutes, the Texans were the fourth fastest team in week one. And that's important because that's a very drastic shift. And this is a Houston team for the second week in a row. We've seen the total mid-40s, which is well below average. So if they're going to play that fast while they're trailing, or if they're while they're leading, what does it look like when they're trailing? It's the opposite scenario where usually teams play quicker as is. So if you're looking at this total where the Broncos offense is going to be leading the way as a 10-point favorite, but you get the Texans who are going to play really fast. Yeah. That's a really good thing for betting an over. So at, at 45 and a half, I think the over is worth a look here. Interesting. Um, Tampa Bay is, we're not seeing a three against new Orleans. And I really wanted that three. I was hoping for it in the contest, but no. And last year, this number was Tampa by four and then Tampa at home by 11 and a half. And they obviously lost both games. Um, why are we not see? Is it the injury report? Maybe what's going on with the, that line? There was early in the week, but you're right. The injury report for Tampa Bay is taking a pretty significant shift. So Mike Evans didn't practice today. Russell Gage was limited. Julio Jones was a surprise pop up on the injury report. Chris Godwin is not going to play. I'm running out of wide receivers on the Buccaneers to name here. <laughs> and then you add in the left tackle, Donovan Smith, who went down against Dallas. He's not practicing either. They already have issues at left guard and center. All of a sudden, the injury report, awfully long for Tampa Bay. So that's why it's come off of the three. Um, any other games that jump out at you? Uh, uh, by the way, you are in the contest or are you just in Survivor? I'm no longer in Survivor, oh, thanks gosh. to the Texans and Brian Dayball. Or uh, the Titans, pardon me, and Brian Dayball. Wh- um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Field. You had two, t- two entries and both lost? No, I had my one entry on Tennessee, oh, which oh, I thought oh. was clever swerving the other big favorites. And then the two pointer does me in. Oh, that stings. Um, oof. Oh, man. Not, not good. Not a All good right, way so to we'll, start. The we'll season. quickly look at uh, and, and uh, we had a guest on last week who mentioned Survivor Grid, which is crazy. I played Survivor for a long time. I've actually won a couple. I never knew Survivor Grid existed. Um, do you look, is it too early to look ahead and say, well, wait a sec, wait a sec. Green Bay hosts the Jets in week six. Don't burn the Packers this week. Is it too early for that stuff? Probably, but yeah, I mean, I thought. when, look, this is where I really struggle. And I know people who just, they max out all the contest entries. They have the just end of the world strategy that they put into it every week. I, I'm not the best contest player. I was very close to, moneying in the circa million last yes. year had a really good year when it comes to the survivor stuff uh, it, it is there's a lot of variance that goes with it and so i mean you can look at that you can plan it out i find when i do that personally it leads me to teams that i may not want to back or i'm not 100 percent confident in mm-hmm. when it gets to the end of year stuff and you have the holiday games and thanksgiving and christmas and those, oh, those no no yeah i don't mess yeah, around then with it's <laughs> then it's something but yeah, it's tough. For, it's so wait, tough so I, I listened to your pod and I know you did not like the Titans this season, 
Why? Why did? Why roll with him in Survivor? Because because I tried to get too cute. There's a perfect ah. example. There's there's a perfect example. But I will say the second option I had was the Cincinnati Bengals. So oh I, gosh, I wasn't getting through week one either yeah. way. I I have some buddies who were on the Bengals. Um, let's quickly talk Giants Titans. Um, I I I have an irrational. I was on the Giants last week in the contest and. Got a little lucky there. I think Carolina goes in, and and this is a spot for the Panthers, but I get a little skittish. Matt Rule against Brian Dable. I know we're playing oh. a number and not a coaching, but Matt Rule ain't a good coach. Yeah, it's it's tough to trust. Um, this is – it's kind of crazy to see the Giants favored. Um, the, to me, what's interesting about this game is the matchup for Baker last week against Cleveland – it was a defense that obviously knew him because mm-hmm. he was the former quarterback of the team. A lot of the pregame quotes about how they were planning to scheme against him were all related to what he did in preseason. Cause remember there was the quarterback battle between him and Darnold and yep. they were, they were putting a lot out there in preseason, which teams do not usually do. And they're also starting a rookie at left tackle that had to deal with the Cleveland pass rush. And so matched up against the Giants, there's a lot less familiarity. It's a significantly worse defense. And it's also a Giants team that could be without their two edge pass rushers. Mm. And if that's the case, then Baker Mayfield, who's impacted by pressure as drastically as almost any quarterback in the league, gets kind of a reprieve. But there's also McAdoo coming out and openly saying that this needs to be a game where Christian McCaffrey is featured far more than he was in week one. So that probably takes some of the pressure off of Mayfield as well against this Giants run defense. Um, I'm with you. I think it stacks up quite well for Carolina. That's a really good teaser, like uh, two and a half with a short total. So teasing Carolina up. I mean, Daniel, Daniel Jones, and again, I know, Adam, when I say something like this, does it sound to you like a throwaway line? Daniel Jones sucks at home. He never covers a spread in New York. I don't know if it's the bright lights, but for whatever reason, he is a much better cover machine on the road than he is at home. Does that have it? Somebody says something like that. Do you just say no value there? I don't care. Well, not necessarily, because if he's on the road, it probably means that with this team, he's likely been an underdog. And if he's at home, it's a case where we can see him as a favorite. And last week, he was a five and a half point underdog there was opportunity for the cover this week. They're in a different spot. They're laying two and a half points. If you're comparing that to a teaser on Carolina, you get them at eight and a half points. Well, you're now looking at a giants offense. That's going to have to get outside of double digits for that leg to lose. That's a big number for this giants offense to cover, especially if Tony's not going to be featured. If Robinson's still hurt, it's going to be a team that runs the ball a lot with Saquon, which is, great but when it comes to winning by double digits that's very very different than covering as a mid to bigger size underdog and i know you were watching titans giants but i was stunned the kid hilliard on tennessee was open so often against the giants like if you start thinking wow mccaffrey out of the backfield is he going to get loose like there you that go. And yep. i just wonder uh two core quick ones the biggest divide of the people that i know and talk to and respect is miami baltimore i really like baltimore in this spot but other people are saying people that I talk to say Miami Dolphins here. Um, where, where are you on this game? Dolphins offense was interesting in week one. Their second most effective play was the Patriots jumping offside. And so, <laughs> so it was the fourth, it was the fourth down pass for the touchdown. And then the second was 
the patch jumping offside in terms of play quality and effectiveness. And so I think they maybe looked a little bit better than the scoreboard indicated, but still there was some uncertainties there. The Ravens, on the other hand, they win 24 to nine, but there was, there was no run game against the Jets defense, which I don't think is very good. And that's the identity and what the Ravens want to do on offense. And they have some O-line issues. Their running backs still aren't fully healthy. And matched up against Miami, the Dolphins have the guys in the secondary to play up and support the run and stick with Lamar and stick with the speed that they can put out there. And so if that running game isn't there again, and the Ravens have to rely on the passing game, which again is going up against a very good Miami front, uh, that I think makes it challenging to get outside of this number. But it's uh, really a question of how much can you trust uh, the Miami offense to continue moving the football? So it's a split for a reason. Uh, I know folks on both sides of this tough one to get to from a spread perspective. Interesting. Now last year, Miami d- destroyed them. I think it was a Thursday night game. Miami was like struggling big time. And oh, that was a painful one to watch. Yep. Yeah. That was, a, it was a brutal game, but you mentioned the running. So you're a jets guy. I, I watch that game and I, I know that people are not going to like this, but Lamar obviously playing without a contract. I mean, and I don't mean he's playing for nothing, but he did not agree to a deal. Do you think, and again, this is, people are probably going to hate that I say this, but in his mind, do you think he would much rather be a passer this year than a guy who's running? Because Adam, I looked, he he ran, I think, six times in the opener. That's the fewest he ran in any game last season. Every game, he was like seven, eight, 12, 13 carries. Does, I, yeah. Does he want to be a passer? Does he want to be at the buffet? Uh, we saw him yesterday. He was <laughs> drinking a milkshake at the press conference. Uh, I don't know what's going on. He visibly seems different than he has in seasons past. I think there could be truth to that. Their most effective play on offense with him under center the last couple of seasons have been designed runs or scrambles that he has led. And if you take that away from this offense, it completely changes the Mm -hmm. dynamic of what they can do. So I don't know if it's him being conservative. I don't know if it's him not fully comfortable behind the offensive line with issues not sure, but there was something strange with that. And very quietly, the under in this game is becoming pretty appealing to some. Yeah, people. interesting. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin.
TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We can wrap up with Patriot Steelers, mostly because Mac Jones did not play uh, practice on Thursday due to an illness. Um, we don't know if that's COVID. Uh, we don't know if it's just an illness, but then he had the back issue. And I'll just, every single person I've talked to loves the Patriots this week. Every single person. Uh, Cowherd, you know, I'm on the show now. Guests come on in between commercials. We're talking. Everybody universally is on the Patriots. And I know Belichick off a loss. Adam, I kind of want to take Patriots too, but when the whole world is on a team, don't you historically kind of got to go the other way? Okay, so there's a difference between the whole world and then the people that we listen to. And we listen to a lot of the same people. So you're right that a lot of the people we listen to like New England in this game, but I think there's plenty of folks who are also backing the Steelers in here Hmm. because of what they did week one. Um, There's people who think that this defense for Pittsburgh is like second or third best in the league, like a very elite top unit. Without what? Well, and now, so there's there's where we're going. So you take Watt out of the equation. 
but there's people that I know that watch film obsessively. They're very good at putting numbers on ratings of defensive players that think this, even with Watt, was like an average defense. And so that week one game, I think, was really divisive because it's, oh, my God, the Steelers get five turnovers. They made a very good Cincinnati offense look much worse than it is. That that has a real impact into this specific game and within this week. What I would say about the Patriots and sort of the the spot of uncertainty, they all preseason struggled with anything they were trying to do on offense. And every single day, reporters throughout the camp, joint practices, games, were saying how much frustration there was from Mac Jones in regards to the offense, in terms of who was calling the plays, what the back and forth was, the lack of separation from receivers. Like there was so many issues. And then they come out and put up seven points against the Dolphins, albeit a lot of drives got past midfield and stalled out. This it's a short total for the reason I'll put it that way um, this week at 40, but boy, I'm, I'm sure not as bullish on everyone backing the Patriots in this situation, but you can't, you can't pay me the bet on Pittsburgh right now. No, of course not. Uh, Trubisky. Did you hear Trubisky's comments? We've got to be more aggressive. Like <laughs> no offensive coordinator is going to let you be aggressive. No, dude. Of course. No not. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're nursing that lead against the Bengals and I'm just waiting for him to fumble interception, something dumb. You, you, that's like his history, right? That game reminded me a lot of the Chargers Raiders ending last year in the oh. final week of the race, where the last drive yeah. in like the last two minutes took an hour because it was just this impending Cincinnati score. Yeah. That you knew the Steelers couldn't stop it. And I mean, how they benefited so much from those Bengals turnovers. You take those away. Easy thing to say now, but they're not going to get five turnovers a game to help that offense. It's not certainly happening. not. All right. He's Adam Chernoff. You can find his stuff covers uh, Twitter. He goes on all the Vegas radio stations. Uh, I mean, Adam, you, you're booked pretty solid all the time, huh? Th- this season is a, a big one for me. Well, you had a great season last year, right? I mean, yeah, obviously, been it, doing this it unfortunately sets the expectations awfully high this year. I know realistically what happened last season. If that happens again, one time in my life, I would be, I'd be yeah. thrilled. That's just, it's not repeatable. Um, and so I, I, it's set up to, to maybe lower expectations this year, just because betting the NFL is very hard. And so yeah. that's where it is. All right. Congrats, man. And uh, keep up the good stuff on the telegram app. I'm sure people, when they fo- listen to this, they'll follow you and all that stuff. And uh, good luck this week and the rest of the year. I look forward to my invite back two years from now. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks. Thanks again. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good, good stuff from Adam Chernoff. Uh, some gambling advice, some tips for week two. I, I don't know how, if you listened to this pod last week, you didn't have a good week one. Uh, I can understand a lot of people getting bounced in Survivor. I am alive in Survivor. And it's funny, my neighbor who has become a big baller. I don't know if he's listened to the podcast lately. Um, Guy's got multiple houses. He's just crushing it. He had a business for a long time, and it was like treading water, and then it recently popped, like, you know, in the last few years. So we we hang out with them, uh, nice kids. And he texts me that he's in a survivor pool. I didn't even know he gambled or did survivor or anything. And he said, well, Jay, um, I I got, uh, you know, like 75% of the league got booted. Um, in week one, he's like, I got to take the Bengals. Right. And I was like, Oof. so you're taking a road team favored by a touchdown. 
we just saw last week some pretty big upsets. Road team in the Colts, favored by a touchdown, tie. You know? Like that, Bears were a home dog, I think, of about seven against San Fran. They win outright. Like things happen to these. The, the things I like to avoid are road um, favorites and especially division road favorites. Bengals, Dallas, obviously not a divisional uh, set setup, but I would just be careful with that. Um, it's tough to explain that, but again, Survivor Grid, which David Baker mentioned last week, I'd never heard of it. It is saying Green Bay is the best play on the board, but I, again, I look at that schedule, I say Green Bay is going to play the Jets at in Lambeau in week six, and I think the Jets are coming off a London trip, which is like, that's an automatic play, but you got to get to week six. Can you choose San Francisco, Seattle? Home favorite. Sounds like there's going to be inclement weather. No George Kittle. I, mean, I think the Niners smash them. But Pete Carroll's won the last four against Shanahan. Buffalo, Tennessee. Big, big number for Buffalo. Can they, can they beat Tennessee outright? Tennessee off, off, a, off a loss, a devastating one? I would want to save Buffalo, folks. They ha- still play the Jets twice, including weeks 9 and 14. They're going to be favored by more than a touchdown against the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Bears. You're going to have ample opportunities to use Buffalo. So I kind of want to settle on Denver, which is at home against Houston. Denver, you look at their schedule, they also play the Jets. But as Chernoff alluded to, this early season altitude is massive. Now, I have a personal fear of Houston and Davis Mills because last year in the Survivor, I had the Chargers going into Houston different setup obviously in a great spot and they get their doors blown off and I'm out of survivor in like week out of 15 or something I was so angry so Houston does kind of scare me another reason I uh you know last week with the Colts they I took the Colts in one of my four survivors and I'm out of that one so then you also have the Rams Rams Atlanta and you're like okay Atlanta not great but I thought of any of the major contenders I thought the Rams looked the worst last week and they're coming out not looking better with the offensive line. You know, I can see them sleepwalking through this. They got a big matchup with Arizona next week, then San Fran. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. So then, then you're like, oh, well, what about Cincinnati? You're definitely not going to take Cincinnati. They have the toughest schedule in November and December anyone in the league. Are you going to take them against the Jets next week on the road? Well, they lost in that spot last year. Um, they will be favored by 10.5 at home against Atlanta. That's maybe a good spot. But then you're like, oh, do I take Cleveland? I would definitely not take Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett, favored by six. Cleveland played um, uh, Baker Mayfield in the opener. They got the Jets with an overlook because guess who they play next week? Pittsburgh in a massive rivalry game. It'll be easy for them to overlook the Jets. And folks, in the Super Contest, uh, the Circa Millions, where you have to pick five every week. I went four and one. I'm pissed about the Eagles. I just knew they were going to get backdoored by Jared Goff up by 17 in the fourth quarter, and they blow the cover. At any rate, I'm thinking of taking the Jets. Now, it's painful to back Joe Flacco, but this is more of a bet against Jacoby Brissett. The Browns are going to want to run, run, run. The Jets kind of shut down the Ravens' run. Can they slow hunt and chub? And you know, uh, what's-his-name's not beating you over the top. Uh, Amari Cooper against Sauce Gardner. By the way, Sauce Gardner had a great game. You could go on YouTube and look up Sauce Gardner Jets versus Ravens, and he had an outstanding rookie performance in his first game. Uh, DJ Reed was pretty good. I know they got beat over the top. The, the safeties are a little suspect, but 
that could open up things for the tight end. I just I I can see the Jets hanging around. I'm considering them. That would not be a big bet for me. That's a tough one. So those are like the only six games. And ultimately, I think I'm probably going to divvy it up. I, I think Green Bay is a layup, faux show. But I think ultimately, uh, Denver and and the Rams. I think are you know I have three entries left. I think Green Bay, Denver, Rams. I'm definitely not doubling up. Uh, I'm going to spread spread the wealth, as they like to say. All right, so went through a bunch of the games with Turnoff. If you skip interviews, well, you missed our breakdown of a bunch of games and where, where we're betting. But I will call up uh, the account here, and let's see what we've got. So obviously we talked about Carolina. That is a team I will be betting on, Baker Mayfield. I know if you saw the injury news, the New York Giants' number two cornerback had an appendectomy out. They're either promoting a guy from the practice squad or throwing in like a third-round rookie. Now, that would not matter in the opener against Tennessee because Tennessee don't have any receivers, right? Carolina has DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson will take you over the top, and DJ Moore is a really good possession receiver. Carolina can exploit that. It sounds like Thibodeau may give it a go for the Giants, which would be a huge uh, bonus coming off the edge because Tannehill picked them apart. Baker can do the same. I I just think Carolina has success here. I'm going to be on the Panthers in the contest for sure. I I'm, I think I'm going to officially be on the Saints. Obviously, you got to wait for the Tampa practice injury report. If suddenly Godwin, Gage, Evans, Julio, everybody's fine, and the offensive line's fine, which I don't think it is, then I, I'm not going to take the Saints. But I, I think the Saints at home, have you seen this total come down by a full field goal? I, I can see the Saints defense really waking up. Remember, Lattimore has done extremely well against Mike Evans head-to-head. I think the Saints win this game. So I will be betting Saints money line and Saints uh, uh, as a two and a half point dog. I'd love to get three. I'm not. Somebody asked me about buying up to three. I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know that that that's a move for me. Um, I guess it depends. If you're just looking at you know twenty fifty bucks, go for it. Um, buy the buy the half point if you want. But over the long haul, you're not going to win if you're if you keep buying points. So I, I'd take the two and a half. Um, again, we discussed the New England Patriots. I think I'm going to wait on the Bengals uh, and and Dallas to see what's going on with uh, with the Cowboys injuries. Jalen Curse, the safety, sounds like he's out. Let's see what's up with the offensive line. The one game that I keep looking hard at is Arizona. If you if week two is overreaction in the NFL, there hasn't been a bigger line adjustment than Arizona being going from two and a half point dogs to five and a half point dogs, and it's like well. Is Derek Carr and that bad offensive line really worthy of being favored by five and a half? I think obviously the Raiders should have a lot of success with Devontae Adams through the air. Um, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, like Mahomes carved them up. I think Derek Carr will carve them up. The problem is this Raiders defense is not any good. Kyler Murray, assuming some of his pieces come back, I think he's going to be much better. Now, I don't know about Rondale Moore, but... I, I, do they have the weapons to hang with the Raiders? I would lean yes. I'm looking at Arizona. I just, the Kyler Murray stuff, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of out. So ultimately, your boy may be looking at a couple double-digit favorites. Yeah, Green Bay for one, and I know this is, uh, it's bitten me in the ass when I've done, but Green Bay and Denver are two that I, it's just too tough to pass up, I think. Um, and then the other one, I, I think against my better judgment, I, I really want to take the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, you know, I, I've looked hard at Washington. Eh, Detroit has some injury issues. We'll see with Swift. Uh, I, I want to take Jacksonville, but 
some of these numbers, you know, Fox sends me all these trends. They got a couple guys who, who are able to find some good stuff. Like, how about this one? It's from Fox. Teams that start with two straight road games since 2019, very small sample size, could be some noise because of COVID. The road team in game two is 8-0 and against the spread, 7-1 and straight up. Two straight road games. That applies to New England and Indianapolis, both on the road back-to-back. You know, again, these are trends, small sample size. I'm not saying auto bet. I'm just saying it's worth looking into. Fox also sent me this. Um, if you need more ammo for Carolina, New York Giants, and again, they're just trends. Don't take them as everything. Danny Dimes, 13-6 and six ATS on the road as a starter. At home, 7-12. and 12. He's better away from the bright lights. Again, I, I don't know how you explain that. It just feels a little awkward. Now, here's another one from Fox. And again, I've got tons of these. I just, I, I don't know how much value they carry. They're just like, here's a nugget. For instance, remember week one? We said Super Bowl def- Super Bowl losers in week one are 4-18 and 18 against the spread. I think Bernie Frado had that. And everybody was like, wow, no, it's the Bengals. I mean, come on, they're going to kill the Steelers. They lose a the game. They don't cover the spread. 4-19 now, Super Bowl losers. Explain it. I don't know. It's a trend that's kind of fascinating. Um, so remember the teams that start with two straight road games. If you go back to 2015, things change, right? So was there something in 2019 and 20, uh, sorry, not 19, but 20 and 21 with the COVID that kind of messed things up for travel? And I, I, again, I don't know the testing. And that's why some of these trends, you don't really know what to do with them other than like they're interesting here they are what does the market say you know um this nfl gambling's tough Chernoff said it so i i guess ultimately my card would probably look like baltimore jacksonville saints panthers patriots well now i'm beyond five um I'm not going to get scared off by the Kittle and the rain. I, I Ultimately, I'll probably be on San Fran. Uh, Rams, I'm getting a little skittish about. Uh, Denver and Green Bay. I think I'm going to avoid the Monday night games, at least for now. Um, but everybody have a great weekend. Obviously, pace yourselves. This is a lengthy season, but uh, this is a long podcast. We'll be back on Monday. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.